The Buccaneers are a ship without a rudder, a team without direction. We tell you why the Buccaneers lost to the Steelers and who, who needs to get their head right before this thing goes completely off the rails. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you are watching this postcast live. We thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, Deputy Editor of BucksNation.com, flying solo right now, but don't worry, David will be with us a little bit later. Make sure you check out everything over at BucksGameDay.com, BucksNation.com, and of course, follow it all on Twitter, at LockedOnBucks, at JayArko underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Again, we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. This postcast brought to you by our friends over at Nugenics. Getting older definitely affects us all. I have a hard time keeping up with my kids the way that I used to. I'm getting a little bit of that dad bod, a little bit more easily fatigued. But thanks to Nugenics, I feel revived. I feel a little bit more like my old self. If you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging, Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. While every product professes quality, many other products use general generic ingredients that are often far less than clinical grade. With Nugenics Total T, you get the same clinical potency levels used in the trials, and Nugenics formulation is backed by 10 years of science and research. Nugenics Total T is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC, and Nugenics Total T can help re-energize your life and help you get back to the powerful, confident, good-looking warrior that you used to be. Now, Get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text NFL to 231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape fast, absolutely free. Text NFL to 231-231. Text NFL to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at Nugenics.com slash term the tampa bay buccaneers fell to three and three after losing to the now two and four pittsburgh steelers as backup mitch trubisky not only orchestrated a touchdown drive in the second half but converted on third and 13 third and 15 and third and 11 in the steelers final two drives however that wasn't the biggest problem with this team on sunday the Steelers should have never been that close to begin with. I place the blame squarely at the feet of the offense. The live chat is popping off. We got our buddy JJ saying the Steelers deserved a win because we played horribly on that offensive side and down the stretch, the defense joined in. Uh, we have Dalton coming in and saying, I wasn't able to watch. I heard that he missed open receivers, but were the receivers not open? Look, we're going to get 
into all of this. First and foremost, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were one of four in the red zone. They had to settle for three different Ryan suck-up field goals. One of the times they had first and goal from the three, got it down inside the one, and still had to settle for a field goal. And I have yet to hear a decent explanation as to why Mike Evans, one of the best red zone threats in the National Football League, had zero targets. You can say that he had one target, but... Brady basically threw that one away because of the defensive holding that was called that Mike Evans drew because he's Mike Evans going up against practice squad corners. He was targeted four times in the game, had four catches, couldn't get a target in the end zone. There's no excuse for that. Tom Brady was awful. 25 of 40, 243 yards, had the touchdown, also had a fumble, that was luckily recovered by Chris Godwin, who, for whatever reason, he couldn't connect with. Brady missed multiple receivers. His throws were short. His throws were low. He looked bad. There was one point where he goes over and he starts ripping into the offensive line, telling them that they you know, can play so much better than what they're showing at that moment. Guess what? So could you, Tom. I'm not going to sit here and blame him going to a wedding on Friday night. But you know, when all this stuff starts to pile up, you have 11 days off in training camp and we go, it's really not a big deal. It's Brady. He'll be fine. You, you're missing practices on Wednesdays. And we say, you know what? He's 45 years old. He needs the rest day. It's not a big deal. He's Tom Brady. He goes to a wedding on Friday night, misses meetings, misses a walkthrough doesn't travel to Pittsburgh with the team. We go, you know what? It's Tom Brady. It's not a big deal. It's starting to be a big deal. Tom Brady has not looked good this season. You can point to the Chiefs game where he played really well through 52 passes, but by time he was throwing the ball well, the Bucs were already out of it. You take a look at the offensive line, mainly Luke Gedeke. And I've expressed to you guys my concern about Luke Gedeke all season long. Aaron Stinney would have been the starter had he not been injured. Gedeke didn't seem ready. And I've praised Robert Hainsey. And I've said that he's been great stepping in for Ryan Jensen. He wasn't great on Sunday against the Steelers. You used to have Ali Marpet lined up there with Donovan Smith. And that was a formidable duo. And people can hate on Donovan Smith all they want. He's a good left tackle but he cannot man the entire left side of the line by himself. Luke Gedeke got beat over and over and over. And multiple times, the Buccaneers lined up with two tight ends on the end of the line, both on either side of Tristan Wirfs. Tristan Wirfs doesn't need the help over there. Luke Gedeke needs help. You need, there was, there was one play that I loved early in the game. The Buccaneers line up in a pistol. You had Leonard Fournette back behind Brady. You had Rashad White immediately to the right of Tom Brady. Run that more, but let Rashad White get his nose in there and pick up some blitzers, pick up the guy that Luke Gedeke misses and give Brady some time. But even when Brady had time on Sunday, he wasn't good. Then you look at all of that, 
and you you kind of stop and you go, okay, they had their issues. They were finally able to move the ball down the field. They were able to get a touchdown. But the play calling has been bad. It has been really, really bad. And I'm not here to whine and complain about running the ball on first down. And I, I see you guys all talking in the chat. I, I try to glance over. I'm, I'll put more uh, more comments up on the screen as I can. But the first down runs aren't a big deal to me. There were a couple of times where, yeah, they only got one or two yards. There were a couple times they got stopped for no gain. There were also times that Brady dropped back to pass on first down, and it was incomplete because it was a bad pass by Brady. There was an instance where he gets sacked on his blind side and fumbles the ball. Luckily, it was re recovered by Chris Godwin. But you know what? I'll take the one or two yard gains from Leonard Fournette or Rashad White on first down that people love to complain about over an incomplete pass with an offensive line that couldn't get their act together. This was a perfect storm of absolute buffoonery and ineptitude by the Buccaneers offense. Chris Godwin led the team with 12 targets, had six catches. And I would say only five of those were actually catchable. He somehow pulled a Houdini act and was able to catch a ball that went in between two Steelers defenders sets of hands. It should have been intercepted. It was an incredible play by Godwin. But when you have Mike Evans out there, four targets, four receptions, and you can't target him in the red zone. You have Leonard Fournette, six targets, six catches, was moving the ball. You had Rashad White, who was a factor in the passing game. You finally got Kate Otten involved, and prayers up for Cameron Brait. I hope he's okay because that was an ugly scene. It didn't, the hit didn't look very serious. It was a clean hit by Miles Jack. It was a solid football play, but I think Cameron Brait was out there too soon following a concussion and he got his bell rung again. But I spent a lot of time last week talking about how Kate Otten had earned that number one tight end spot. Then Kate Otten finally gets involved after Braid is out for the game, makes two fantastic catches, one of them, he fights and fights and fights for the extra yards to set up second and one instead of second and three or four. The other one was an incredible diving catch off of his fingertips where he was able to move the sticks on that touchdown drive. Chris Godwin is a phenomenal talent. But when we saw how off the chemistry was between Brady and Godwin early in that game, I don't understand force feeding him the ball with bad passes. You have so many red zone threats. To continuously settle for three points is pathetic. And it costs you a game against one of the worst teams in the National Football League. We're going to play the what-if game coming up in just a moment as we talk about one of the other major differences between the 2022 Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the previous seasons with Tom Brady under center. But first, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because with my crazy sleep and work schedule, it can be really difficult to make sure that I'm eating right and getting enough sleep. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, 
and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health and your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and your aging, all the things. It's a great way for me to kick off my early mornings as I'm driving to work and drinking my AG1. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness, and it is one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose the one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb, and it costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit or your energy drinks. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with that convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements as you look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We are here on the postcast talking about the Buccaneers' 20-18 to loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to go ahead and jump over to the chat for a minute. I have... I'm trying to get comments up, but we're trying to move through this quickly. We have Will Williams saying BA held players accountable. We have Black Crow Volume 2 saying the O-line sucks. They are to blame. They're part of the problem. They are not the sole problem. We have uh, Brandon Weish saying it's more than one person, but Brady takes a majority of the blame. Dalton Gee Starting to think the Bucs are one of the worst teams. Finally, Adam Davies. Man, I'm so mad about this performance. Look, Adam, you're not the only one. As you can tell, I'm a little bit fired up. But I want to talk about one of the biggest changes this year compared to the first two seasons. And if David wants to talk about this when he joins for our full episode later tonight on YouTube or tomorrow morning on your podcast catcher, you take a look at who is on the sideline. With Bruce Arians at the helm, Todd Bowles could focus on just the defense. Byron Leftwich would focus on the offense, but he had some help. Bruce Arians still had his hand in what was going on in the offense. Maybe Bruce Arians was giving them a little bit more help than we originally believed. And look, I, I like Todd Bowles. I do. There's no question he was set up for success with this roster. That was one of the big things, right? Bruce Arians didn't want to step away and leave Todd Bowles, a team that was run by Blaine Gabbert. So Todd Bowles gets Tom Brady. He gets Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, the whole kit and caboodle. But I did say when all of that went down, that one of my biggest concerns was that Todd Bowles was going to try to pull double duty, being the head coach and a defensive coordinator. That's exactly what he's done. And so far, that experiment is failing miserably. Last week, the Buccaneers allowed 15 unanswered points late in a game against the Atlanta Falcons. This week, Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky combined to go 7-for-15 on third downs, 1-for-1 one one on fourth down. And Mitch Trubisky had 
four consecutive three down or third downs, three of them over 10 yards to go, that he was able to convert and seal this game, a game that the Steelers shouldn't have been in, in to, to begin with. But we've gone over that. We've gone over my issues with the offense. Is this team, and I, I want to know what you guys say in the chat, is this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team three and three with the issues that they've had through the first six weeks if Bruce Arians is still the head coach? I say maybe, but it's unlikely. I think it's time that Todd Bowles hands over the reins of the, the defensive play calling, the game planning, all of it. You named co-defensive coordinators who aren't defensive coordinators. Todd Bowles needs to focus on just being a head coach. As for Byron, something has to change with the play calling. And again, I'm not over here pounding the table that you have to stop running the ball on first down. You don't. Maybe you don't run the ball on first down to the extent that you have, but you don't have to stop. But the offense as a whole has been stagnant and bad. The red zone offense has been putrid. We're talking like Josh McCown bad. Not that they really got into the red zone with Josh McCown, but you know that's neither here nor there. The short yardage game has been terrible. Again, you can look to the offensive line for some of those problems, but it looked like some of that was getting worked out. You had Coquif lining up as a fullback, being a lead blocker, and he sprung Leonard Fournette. You ran the toss where it was blocked beautifully, and Leonard Fournette was able to gain some yards. I'm not advocating for a toss on like third and one or something like that because the shortest distance between two places is a straight line. That's why you have Leonard Fournette, but you've got to give him something. you got to help him a little bit. And right now, this offensive line is not doing that. Will in the chat saying this offense has been a disgrace. Everything starts up front. Brandon in the chat. All Todd has to do is never expect 45 to make a play in pass coverage. Just rush him. Devin had a bad play. Le you know, left Najee Harris wide open for a touchdown. Devin also had some great plays. Had a, a couple of big time pressures, a couple of sacks. It was overall, it was a good game for Devin, but that was a blown assignment. You could also point to Carlton Davis blowing his assignment on three third and longs, allowing conversions and for the uh, the plays to continue. So there's that too. Um, as far as Byron is concerned, they're, they're predictable. They're basic. There's no creativity. There's nothing that makes you say, wow. And worst of all, there's nothing that gives you the impression that that's going to change anytime soon. We've talked about the offensive line and the issues that they've created for the offense. But I continue to point to the red zone offense as the biggest detriment to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. On the season, the Buccaneers are 9 of 19 in the red zone. But even those numbers look better than they are because the Bucs went four for four in the red zone against the Kansas City Chiefs. So that means over the course of five weeks, 
not counting the Chiefs game, the Bucs are 5 of 15 in the red zone. They've settled for field goals. They've turned it over on downs. They are scoring touchdowns in the red zone at 33.3%. That's not all on the offensive line. That's on the play caller. That's on the quarterback. That's on the system. And I go back and I ask how many of these things would be a problem if Bruce Arians was still roaming the sidelines. Be interested to hear what David says about that when we have our full episode coming up later today. A couple more out of the chat before we get out of here. We have Dalton started first and goal twice from the four. Yeah, not good. Adam Davies says, I'll say again, third and 15 is easier for our opponents than third and one is for us. You may not be too far off. I'll have to dive in. That's going to... It's going to take some deep diving to figure out the actual numbers on that, but it's an interesting thought. Um, We have Brandon Weiss saying the play caller doesn't throw the ball at people's ankles. That was a major problem, major problem on Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And finally, Benjamin Rosa with the way Leftwich has been calling plays. Does it even matter who is on the field? We have Evans, Godwin, and Gage and Zip. Play calling still matters, uh, but the Bucs have to figure out something. Tom Brady said it in the postgame. They all have to take a look in the mirror because none of them are playing up to the level that they're capable of. I argue that Mike Evans is, but for whatever reason, he's not getting the opportunities that he should. want to thank you again for joining this postcast live on YouTube here of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Thank you for making us your first listener view every day. David will be joining me as we drop our full episode tonight on YouTube. And like I said, tomorrow on all of your podcatchers of choice, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, whatever you use, we will be there. If you want to continue to react to this episode, of course, or to the game, you can, of course, leave us a voicemail at 813-444-5841 or send us an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Check out everything David's doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out my work at BucksNation.com. And, of course, follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at Harrison 2 Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding rest of your Sunday. Stay safe, stay healthy, try to fight for the hands. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.